Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, y'all. Welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. I am finally feeling a little bit more human. I had COVID, if you didn't know that already. Um, I think I'm, as I'm recording this, two and a half weeks out. And one week out, my whole family got sick. So I think I kind of had it the worst. My son was right there up with me and everybody else just had to be in bed for a week. But oh my gosh, it was a lot. And no one's been at school in three weeks. And I'm excited for life to get back to normal. I feel like this is me just landing in 2022 after letting myself land for the beginning of January and then getting COVID. So we're going to have a whole bunch of fun stuff coming up in the podcast. We are doing what I'm calling a relaunch in the beginning of March, so in a month, and We're going to do all sorts of things around that. You'll see all sorts of changes on the website. We're launching a new class, a free one for you. It's going to be really exciting. And we're going to up the amount of podcasts we have, so we'll always have an interview and a guest. And so for the next four weeks, as I'm really recovering and letting my body um, get back to herself. We're going to keep going with one episode a week, but I just couldn't sit back any longer and not share with you some of the conversations that I've had and are, are ready to come here. So one of the other things that we're going to be doing is we're going to do one podcast a month that's really specifically made for entrepreneurs. So in Flow 365, we tend to have about 70, 75% entrepreneurs. So women balancing entrepreneurship and caregiving of some sort, whether that's kids or parents or a little bit of both. And well, their wellness and just wanting to be connected and grounded all at the same time. And sometimes people come in who have jobs or who are transitioning from motherhood into entrepreneurship, or we even, it's fun, we have some people who are retiring who inspire all of us. And the entrepreneurs, um, what the entrepreneurs are, are learning as they really create balance, I think is incredible and such a good way to to just transform your whole life. I feel like entrepreneurship is a personal growth modality in itself. And so I'm just going to be getting on some people who are going to teach us about different pieces of entrepreneurship um, that really make sense with the flow planning process. And we're starting that today with Christina Frey, who's this amazing human. And she calls herself a marketing consultant. She's also an author and the creator of the Generosity Practice Mindset Work and the Innate Marketing Genius Tools and Method. And she helps brilliant mission-based entrepreneurs look smart and get hired. And the reason that I asked her to come onto the podcast is because I really feel that how she teaches marketing, it really dovetails beautifully with the flow planning process. So in a typical day in your flow planner, um, 
we always start off with gratitude. We always start off with filling in what are you grateful for this morning and really just taking two minutes or one minute to write it down. There's not even that much space. So you basically have enough space to do three or four or five things, depending on how small you can write. Just looking out your window and being like, I'm grateful for the snow. I'm grateful for the flowers. Those wouldn't happen at the same time, but you know what I mean. Um, I'm grateful for the the window and the sky or that my kid is in the next room sleeping or um, that I know there's this yummy breakfast downstairs if I go make it. So just like, what are you grateful for? What can you really feel? And the reason that we do this is because when we then go through the next process of our day, which is basically flowing forward. It's pulling what we've already decided from our week. So we've already really looked at our week and decided the things that we're going to do. So when we get to the page that's about today, we're, we're really reiterating. We've decided what our meals are and we're looking at that and we're saying, yes, I'm committed to this. So this is what I'm going to do. If something comes up like you get COVID like I did, or a kid is sick, or something's come up, you in that moment, you can actually choose to change. But you're doing it more consciously than just sort of having this whole day and letting it go. And you're doing it from a place of gratitude, because you've started that way, no matter what. And that's really, really, really important. So I always say the flow planning process is this mix between planning and journaling. And it really is. And but this idea that we're coming from gratitude when we're deciding what we want to do, we're coming from like a high vibe before we decide what we want to do in a day or in a week or in a month or in a year is really important and part of what planning gives us. Because if we're in a bad mood and we've had a bad day and you know we're trying to figure some stuff out and process some emotions, that's not a very good time to plan. <laughs> So it really gives us an opportunity to take a deep breath, take a break, go on a walk and come back in a better space. And then from that space, decide what we're doing. And so Christina, this is all a really long way of me telling you that Christina has this amazing process that really connects us to appreciation and gratitude and love. And I find with entrepreneurs, myself included, entrepreneurs in our community, um, Inflow365, colleagues, and again, myself, you know, marketing can feel hard. Like we don't want to feel like we're always telling people things and we're always nagging and pushing things in people's faces. And when we can come from a different energy um, it can feel so much easier. And when things feel easier, we are more likely to plan for them accordingly, follow through on them, do them with joy and excitement, which is what I want your days to be filled with. So that, my friends, is why I asked Christina to be here on this episode. So with no further ado, let's let's meet Christina and get her on the show. Christina, welcome to the Plan Simple podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Mia. Great to be here. All right. So this is part of a series that we are putting out there for all of our amazing entrepreneurs that are part of the Plan Simple community and our entrepreneurs balancing their wellness and motherhood and 
I know that none of you have a shortage of things on your plate at any given time. So this series is really about making um, the touch points in your business life just feel easier and lighter and more purposeful, which is why I got Christina here to talk about marketing. So let's, let's just tell us a little bit about your beliefs about marketing. Cause I feel like just everyone has their own, um, I don't know, preconceptions about marketing. Some of ours aren't so hot. <laughs> I always, I feel like I'm always coaching people to spend more time on their marketing, but some people look at me cross-eyed, but after hearing you speak, I think that maybe one might want to spend some time doing this work. So tell us a little bit on your take of what marketing is um, and why it's important. Sure. So it's really an opportunity for anyone to, you know, obviously business owners to get out and make a difference in people's lives such that perhaps they're going to make the decision to move forward and work with you. So I see it as a transformative transaction, so to yep. speak. Yeah. All right. So I love that because that takes the edge off of like, first of all, I think that we confuse all the time marketing and sales, which is probably a big thing. Although probably your sales process is more kind too than we think of sales, sales processes. Um, so if we are like, so just talk us through a little bit, like what is, what does marketing look like? So we, we, let's say we have this, you know, business that we already have, or we have this idea for one that we want to create. I know that there's a lot of people right now who are finally like stepping into their dream of having a business after the pandemic, um, or really wanting to up-level the one they have to really support their family in a way that maybe it didn't before. So step us through this process of, of what it looks like, because we're all about making things efficient, what it looks like to really be able to talk about your business in this way that really is helpful to the people who you're meant to serve. Yeah. There's a couple of things I've noticed along the way. I've been doing this for five years, like this particular iteration do, and it's field study of watching and learning from the entrepreneurs that I work with. So uh, number one is the inner game of marketing. And that just means you know, are you ready to get out there and change lives? Like, do you feel unstoppable? And the fuel that can really help is what I call a mindset of contribution. You know, when I work with people, I use a mindset tool with them for 30 days before we even go deeper, which I call the generosity practice. And um, wink, wink, I just published a book to, of the same name. So you can find that on Amazon. But, you know, it's really about do you love, are you ready to get out there and serve no matter what yep. is going on? So that's number one. Um, number two is, do you know your magnetic way of helping other humans? Like forget your expertise for a second and really step back and say, you know, why should they choose you as a financial advisor, as opposed to another financial advisor? Do you get that, that thing that really brings people to you that also brings you to life? Um, I personally call that your innate marketing genius. And I've just noticed that everybody has one. Everybody has one. And it's, it just not only gives you energy the way that the mindset practice does, but it also helps you focus your message. What, you know, how are you going to tell your story? You have your own very unique way of doing that. And also it helps you figure out the strategy. And that's the last piece I'll mention. Um, 
there is a strategy right now. And this is something I've discovered. It's been, you know, sometimes you walk into a client session and you just want, you want to have all the answers. And I have very stubbornly not done that. I have stayed open to, Hey, this person has the perfect strategy for them. Let's see what it is. And just through a process that I've developed, I have figured out that every single business owner has like the perfect way for them to get out there, make a difference in a way that they naturally connect with other humans. Like I'm not going to make you do seven shiny toys of marketing. Like you should be on Instagram. You should be on uh, telegram, telegram, like you should be on every new cool, uh, venue out there or, um, vehicle, I should say. So, um, that's, that's where I get a little bit on my soapbox and it's like, you've well, got, one I thing. love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that because I think that, you know, here we're all around like planning our time for balance, which pretty much means we want to stay as smart as possible because, we want to be able to still, you know, so many of us start our businesses so that we can have more times for ourselves. We can have more times for our families. You know, we can have all these that like we can create balance and then we end up in business and, you know, we find ourselves like it's almost worse than a job because we can't walk away from it because we have it. So, and I find that I spend a lot of time trying to convince people that, it doesn't like th that last, that third step, the how, like it, you don't need to like make time for seven Facebook lives. If you don't know that that's what's working, or you don't need to post every day on Instagram, if that's not like what's giving you joy. And it's really hard to convince people to start on step, what you just described as step one, which I've seen like over and over again, including in my own life is by far the most powerful way to do this because not only you know, if time, if time management isn't only about like how we're spending time, but the energy we're putting into time, because really time is just energy, then we want to like really have that fuel behind whatever we're spending time on. And I don't believe we can do that when we just say like, I'm going to do this thing and then this thing and then this thing, like it just doesn't, it might work. It might be exciting for like a week, but like the second something more exciting comes up, we're just going to be like, wait, what? So yeah. let's go back to step one a little bit. Let's unpack that a little bit, the mindset piece. Um, Cause what I would love everyone to leave this episode with is just an understanding of how powerful it is to put the time into doing that piece of the work, which I, I think you would agree with. <laughs> I hope you Absolutely. Agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's unpack that a little, what it really means to be in this mindset um, of sure. belief. So what um, a really, a really powerful way to get at that is to take a step the last time you gave something to someone and it was received very thankfully, right? Like so many times when we're in a marketing mindset, it's about like, well, I need to put this out to the world and there's pressure that it actually does something for you that takes the joy out of offering. So it's just so fun and powerful to think about like, well, what did you love giving somebody and that they totally loved and everybody wins? Like there's such energy and momentum in that sweet spot of generosity. Like, again, it's hard to put language around some of this stuff. 
you can, you probably can sense that like, oh my gosh, who doesn't want that? It's like going to a great wedding where, you know, it's everybody sort of gets into this vibe of like, oh my gosh, we want the best for this couple. We're all having a great time. Like everyone's being generous with their time, gifts, enjoying each other. Like there's a flow happening. So that's yeah. what we're going for. It's like fun. Fun is part of the equation. <laughs> I love it. And I, and I, I just think that we stop ourselves sometimes because this piece doesn't sound fun, like as we're taking it on. Right. So we're like, so, so, and then thus we jump to step three, probably too soon. So, so if we are, if someone listening is just like really nervous about putting themselves out there, I mean, in general, I find that there's not an entrepreneur out there who doesn't really believe in what they're doing. So but, but I can see so often how once we get, we start thinking about marketing, we take ourselves out of that. So do you have any ideas for like reconnecting with that? Like, or, or even just giving some examples of that gift of things that you've seen, just so we can make this really tangible for people. Sure. So if somebody is anxious around getting out there or maybe confused around getting out there, one thing other than just, you know, what I just mentioned, like, you know, see yourself giving a gift out to the world, because honestly that handles a lot. I actually yeah. committed to that practice when I was in and to teaching it when I was in a massive financial challenge and I was really panicky and could hardly think straight was not sleeping. Like, and I just decided, you know what? I somehow know that this thing is going to pull me through this generosity practice work, this contribution mindset, like whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, because what happens is something kicks on and that's sort of your knowing of like, okay, there's just, you know, every human has this higher knowing The the trick is just to, to access it. I do it through generosity. I help people do it through generosity. So in that time frame, I just knew the three people I needed to contact. And when I met with them, I had three lucrative projects given to me, right? Just things like that. Um, oh. So, I mean, I could talk about a, a couple of different tools. I have another tool called the innate marketing genius assessment, and that's where you figure out your archetype which helps you, you know, really step into a specific way of getting out there and helping people and telling your story uh, yep. just real quick. Like there are nurturers, adventure guides, door openers, steady presences and celebrators. And each one of them, it's their deepest why in service to other humans, which then tells you how to tell your story such that Ooh. people will take action. I like that. We might have yeah. to break those down a little bit further, but I, so just going back a little bit to the generosity, um, I think that 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 story, even that you just told is so um, inspiring. And I hope everyone really took it in because I cannot tell you how many times I've had conversations with entrepreneurs who have such meaningful things to share and are just stuck on how, you know, with a kid homesick, they can finish doing the challenge that they wanted to do, which is then going to launch the course, which is then going to get them some call. Like the, the wheel, like the wheel is so complicated and that wheel is coming from the outside. It's coming from that, the step three, like the actual steps, but it's not being fueled from this deeper why that you're talking about. And so the answer for you was like, call three people. And I think everyone has the equivalent of that. Like everyone has the equivalent of the three people. And actually I find quite often it is that it's as simple as like, 
who's the person I'm supposed to call right now for whatever reason, whether they, maybe they have a, a story you can go into, or like they'll share on their social media or they are the client. Like they're, we might not be able to know why. Um, but I feel like everyone has that fastest path and we make it so complicated when our minds get involved. And especially when our minds get involved from that scarcity place, which I will even say so that smart people, <laughs> I will like go on record and say, I think smart intellectual people have a tougher time with this because, you know, and I will count myself as one of them because we love the complexity and we yes. want to prove that we can do something difficult. So to just humble that part of ourselves to what really needs to come through right now, that is an art form. It's important. It's not always easy. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So again, we're back to this thing like that. I keep thinking like, so when people think of marketing, I feel like we go to, you know, the, our, our whoever in our life happens to be our gurus who will do a Facebook live and 600 people come and they do a launch and it's six figures and, you know, they have a million followers on Instagram or whatever. And basically though, based on your methodology, that doesn't need to be anyone's truth, right? Like at all in order for you to have a totally viable, abundant business. Well, what I've noticed is the, the real power comes when you decide to lean in as a, what's the word? I mean, compelling. I'm going to come back to that word. There's a state of being where you show up as this compelling leader, this compelling expert, whatever you want to call it. And your presence and your ability to move people forward, whether it's through a talk that knocks people's socks off, or, I mean, it could be a Facebook live, if that's your thing, it could be a webinar series, whatever it is. But the important thing is that you are challenging yourself as the owner of your business and a leader in the community. It's almost like a full crumb of creative force. I don't even, I, I don't have language for that either. It's like, you can feel it when someone is pushing their edge and you're like, I want to work with a courageous, compelling person like that, because I want to show up like that too. You're moving everyone forward, right? Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And before we went on record, so, and I can a hundred percent say I felt that and I felt not that. <laughs> so like, <laughs> and, and I can tell you that the the difference in those situations is my centeredness and like my conviction um, and, and, and my ability to give generously with that conviction. Right. Because sometimes when, you know, we think we're going to post this thing and no one's going to see it, or we're going to send this email and only four people are opening it, then we, we get into this mentality that isn't what you're talking about. It isn't that generous generosity mentality, but if we, but if we can keep going through that, um, we just become so compelling. And it's well, amazing. and I also want to speak to, you know, you just mentioned Mia, Oh, we send things out and only four people, right? Like that to me is what I call marketing resignation. And that is what kills real connecting and real, like, I'm going to go out and actually make a difference in people's lives and that everything comes from that place. I, I'm very alert to that resignation. <laughs> it's pretty much in everyone. Honestly, who hasn't tried this, this, and this campaign and had a lot of things not work? So of course there's going to be 
a bit of resignation, but that just doesn't get you anywhere, you know? So. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And, and, and the second you can come out of that and send the email anyway, or do the thing, like I have found there's always been a reward on the other side. Now you can't go into it thinking there's going to be a reward because then you're doing the thing you just said, like you really have to be generously giving. Um, so yeah, you're right. You have a hard job because it's hard to explain, but but it is that time, it is the time spent to come into the ability to give and to be in this like generosity mindset is so, so important. I'm going to share something a little geeky, but I'm compelled to it. share it with you because I feel like it's the essence of everything we're talking about, which is the entire sort of power of this mindset tool that I share with people. It hinges on this ability. For someone's ability to stay in the quiet, the stillness, yep. and get out of their own way, that is a yep. whole thing that takes years sometimes. Yep. Um, and then let the higher wisdom or whatever you want to call it speak to you. And you have to be able to not only get out of the way to actually hear that, but also be able to discern if that's your answer right? Like when people do this practice, they have to decide like, what do I really want to offer life today? I'm giving you a little behind the scenes. That's kind of like what you do. You imagine something gorgeous or powerful or whatever that you want to offer the world or all of life or however you like to do that. And it all hinges on that. Can I be in this uncomfortable place of not knowing and let something else, something higher? I mean, it's, you could call it prayer. It's a prayer of a certain um, sense, but I I've done it now straight for seven years. And like, I'm still, I'm still in this place of, God, I just wish I knew it's uncomfortable every time, but that's creativity. I think. Yes. Right. So yes, that, yeah. And it's funny because you're, you're doing it with marketing, but around here, people are used to me saying this because it's per that, that is the reason why I do what I do which is because I have found that women who are balancing all these things, you know, motherhood and work and their wellness, and maybe even, uh, you know, these days it's like their parents and their house. Like, I mean, there's just so many things that we're balancing and somewhere along the line, busy just became this badge of honor. And what happens is that when busy becomes the badge of honor, we literally aren't creating the space to hear what you just were talking about. Like, so we, literally can't tap into that wisdom. And then we go into overwhelm. And then it's like this self-fulfilling prophecy of then we're, we are seeing all these shiny objects of all the things that we're supposed to do instead of taking the time. So it's like, it's the slowing down that actually makes us smarter business owners and marketers and sellers or whatever, you know, all the roles that we're playing. Um, it makes us so much better at everything we do, but also and marketing. You're just reminding me that it's, it's like, we're all walking around in a sea of wisdom. You could look at it sort of spatially, right? Like we're just yeah. all, we all have access to answers, like yeah. really powerful answers on how to move forward or how to help people or whatever's important to you at any given moment. And it's just a matter of getting us into a, a place to hear it. That's pretty much yeah. it. And that takes work. Hence practice when I say generosity practice, right? You can't just, yeah. you know, wake up one morning and say, you know, I'd really love to tap into higher wisdom. Like, hon, it's <laughs> no. gonna take some time. <laughs> yeah. A hundred percent. It is a it's there for you, but you gotta, you know, do this a few times. 
<laughs> yes, 100%. I find that um, I found personally that that was the silver lining of COVID for many people in my community was that it did cause us to slow down enough to just, because even when you just start to hear a glimpse of wisdom in that way and act on it, because that's the other piece that we can talk about in a sec, but um, you, 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 you just want to, you seek more of it. Right. So even if you can just quiet down for long enough to be like, Oh, I should call that person and it works out um, or it creates something you weren't expecting, or, you know, you, you, are clear that this was something you were supposed to do. Even just getting the, doing that one thing, then you're like, oh, I need to do more of this. And then you, you know, show up and practice. So it also you, gives you agency over your entire existence. You know, just a cute yeah. little thing like agency over everything. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. So it will not only help you with marketing, it will help you with all the things. <laughs> all right. So so gratitude. So step one is really getting into that space of, of giving and generosity. And well, I said gratitude, that was kind of my own slip. Cause that's how <laughs> I, that is how I can get into generosity is actually yeah. through gratitude. That's sort of my pathway. Um, and they're both G words, <laughs> um, so generosity. And then so, and then with the generosity, let, can we go to step two again? I feel like the step we're going to skip is the one that probably everyone pressed play for, which is step three, but <laughs> that's okay. Cause we're going to, this is what we're going to make time for. We're going to make yeah, time we'll to find there. generosity. We'll and so then, then you have two. step two, which is uncovering your magnetic way of yep. telling your story, which is what I call your innate marketing genius. Got it. And this is where the archetypes come into play. Yes. Those five types that I mentioned, this yes. is where they live. Yeah. Got it. And there is a, I'm just going to, uh, put a, um, whatever marker in for your, you can go do that on your site, right? You have a way to go yes. find out what your thing is. Okay. So we'll put that in the show notes, a yep. link to go figure out what your marketing genius is. So, in, but let's talk about, let's unpack it a little bit for everybody. So, so we have this sense of generosity, which makes us want to give, which then, so that's kind of like fueling this, 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 um, desire to learn how to tell the story. Well, right. Because we we're wanting to, we're wanting to give in a way. And if we're wanting to give, we obviously want the receiver to understand what it is that we're trying to give them. So that sort of becomes the how is that the right gesture of that? Yeah, it starts off with the deepest why, because what I've noticed is when I take people deeper into that, because I have this way of taking people really deep and in a focused way into the generosity practice work such mm -hmm. that like we go to their favorite place, they get to, you know, just really make this gorgeous environment and then offer a gorgeous gift to people that they love. Like this is something I through and everyone and through these processes of figuring out like oh my gosh mia has her own way this other gal has her own way i realized you know what everyone has this beautiful archetype of deep why in service to other humans it's yeah. just so beautiful like i could just do that all day long it's like I, I i joke with every client someday i'm gonna hire elephants to come by the house you know this meeting because we deserve a parade right now it's amazing so I don't want to like overstep that because, you know, everybody has it and it's awesome. Yeah. So that being said, how does that actually relate to telling a story? So I'll give you a couple of examples. 
Okay. So a lot of people, and I'm just going to go to the categories. It gets more specific than this, but the categories nurturers, I'll just start with that. So if you're a nurture archetype, you tend to love making it safe for others to thrive, right? Like, you know who you are. I mean, I think as, as moms, we have, we experience, or we, you have pressure to actually be that way all the time, but some people are very naturally that way. And the way that you tell your story, if you're a nurturer is you can actually be very real about the pain people are going through. It's really important for nurturers to just meet people right where they are in the suffering and pain and say, Hey, I get it. I see you. And now I'm going to walk you through how I or someone else like you has been, you know, down a path that got them to a better place. That's a really important or just a powerful way for someone like a nurturer to connect with people and then helps help them see you can move forward. I'm going to assure you of that with my story. Yep. So, okay. So that's one example. I'll give you another example. So if you're an adventure guide, totally different energy. So adventure guides are incredible at seeing what's possible for people on the horizon and then empowering them through taking action themselves. So if you're an adventure guide, you need to be having adventures and that will inspire everyone else to do the same. Now, the way you tell your story is you don't have to share your expertise You just need to show us the results. We want to see what's possible when we work with you, like show us the horizon. Then we'll be like, oh yeah, I want to go there. And that's how you tell your story. Plus talk about your own adventures. That's incredibly compelling. So you see where I'm going with this. I could go, you know, all five types have their way. I've been studying this for long enough that I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. Like a steady presence. You can, you can write a long article as a steady presence. These are people who have a deep, a deep um, well of expertise, resources, and, and uh, knowledge, or I should say network of people. Um, And you should just go out and geek out in front of people and, and even go over our heads because all we care about is that you know your stuff. If we don't understand what you're saying, we'll just pick up the phone and contact you. And we know you have our back. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's okay. Right. So I'm just like this. I've been obsessed with watching how people can tell their stories such that everyone else kind of, you know, is like, oh my gosh, like I want more. And I watched someone giving a talk about insurance, like car insurance, home insurance, nothing I ever want to listen to. And he went on and on and on about all these details. I'm like, I'm riveted right now. Why am I riveted? Turns out he was a steady presence. I'm like, that's why I'm riveted. (laughs) It's so, it's so interesting because like, you can just see in an, like an example already, just like in what somebody would deliver in content, you can see all the opportunities for a mismatch and like literally how much time is so easily wasted like jumping to the, how we're going to deliver this marketing material instead of like, get in this like sovereign, generous energy, then, you know, figure out what your personality is and how you're going to deliver it. Um, like what's most effective for you. Cause like, I can already see how like somebody could step right to go straight to step three and be told that they can only go live on Facebook and they should, talk like they're talking to a fourth grader, which is what a lot of marketers teach. And if you're that last type, clearly that would not be a good move for you. Right. Cause you're yeah, supposed totally to go not. over everyone's head. Yeah. So it's so interesting how 
we really got to get that right first. And yeah, again, no one was more surprised than me. I was like, this is fascinating. Like I'm still learning as I go. Cause I just, what I'm always attuned to is the transformative power of anyone's voice and yes. then how that translates to story and then how that yep. translates to strategy decisions. It's just incredible because no one is the same. Okay, give us a little bit more on the last two, just since we went over those three, just so everybody can like sort of see what, what, what yeah, sure. So if you're a door two. opener, uh, you, your whole thing is you, you're, I call them the diamond mind, meaning they love looking at bazillions of perspectives. It's like opening up a whole new world. Think Leonardo da Vinci, polymaths, you know, Benjamin Franklin, et cetera, et cetera. And the way to tell the story is you okay you can solve 50 things at any given time you need to choose the one so what's really important about door openers is you need your own process to go take a break shake it off and land on the most important thing your community is wrestling with so if that means going on a run it's weird i'm like giving self-care advice on how to tell your story but seriously because door openers want to give the 50 things in every newsletter that goes out we can't hear it because if you're a door opener, you're an innovator and we won't, we just can't follow you there. So you have to meet us with one thing at a time. And then you also ask people to try it. So think the 14 day trial, uh, uh, that's a good door opener strategy to like bring us into your world with one small step. So that's door openers. And then the last one is celebrators. Your deepest why is to bring the good life to others and you do it with your own special flair, whether it's humor, beauty, uh, you know, yep. design sense, et cetera, et cetera, or fun. Um, and so the way you tell your story is simply to just share your enjoyment of your work. This sounds so simple, but it is absolutely magnetic. You have a lot easier time as a celebrator to have fun and enjoy yourself than the rest of us. And we cannot get enough of it. I could go on and on about that. Interesting. I love that. Okay. And then are, are we ever, is there ever a time to mix them or do you find that everybody like really has one? Okay. Everyone has all five. Okay. <laughs> just that's gonna what start I was with that Cause yeah. I get this question every single time. Um, this tool is there for you. If you have trouble focusing and I want you to simply access your deepest why, cause you're always going to have the 55,000 things you can either say or choose as far as a strategy. So yeah. Yes. And I will tell you right out of the gate, like I'm a nurturer with a side of door opener, right? Yeah. So yes, we do sometimes have more than one, um, feel it out, see what works. Yeah. But the point is sort of choosing one, which, you know, we talk here that planning is just really making choices in advance. Yeah. Like really that's all it is. It's not more complicated than that. We make it complicated with time blocking and whatever, but really all it is, is choosing things. And yep. we get so stuck in like not choosing. And we also talk a lot about choosing from intuition. So it's literally like this marketing process is tapping into your intuition, like choosing the way that maps best to what you're most deeply feeling from that intuitive place. And then like, we haven't gotten to the part of how that maps into how you actually show up, but um, <laughs> you can see how that would flow and, and where it would where you would, there would be opportunity for mismatch. Yes, absolutely. 
And I mean, I can, if you want to flow into step three, just real quick, I'm happy. Okay, to, let's do it quick. Yeah, yeah. I, Cause I know we're out of time. Um, so with step three, you just want to take into consideration that you can connect with humans in so many ways. So take a moment and really consider like, what's your favorite way of connecting with people? Um, do you love to wow people from the stage? Do you love to write long articles or um, have big conferences or go to big conferences and learn with other people or have group? I mean, just be real about that stuff. And, um, and then what are your business needs? Do you need to grow your list? Like you have to be real about that stuff too. If you don't have a network yet, like there are very specific needs that happen with that. And that with your genius that you might discover through the assessment, all those three are what point to the perfect strategy for you. And um, I mean, I could go on and on about um, different examples of it, but let's say maybe it's time for you to give your talk because it, you're ready to be a leader, a thought leader in your community, and you love just challenging people in that way. And you have something that you really want to help people understand around being a coach or being an advisor of some sort. So, and, and again, like I do it very intuitively when I meet with my clients. So I'm just going to encourage anyone listening to do it intuitively, right? Like just take a moment, take a walk with your dog, like think about it. Yes. And you'll know exactly what it is that you're supposed to do. Or, yeah. or come talk to me, but yes, go yeah, take a yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I find that, that coaching is super, super helpful to be a mirror, to troubleshoot because it's so like, we take a walk, like I might go take a walk and be like, oh my gosh, like she's so right. Like I should just really be focusing on speaking. And then I could come home and sit at my computer and I'll get like, you know, four notices from my good friends who all have 50 million people on Instagram. And I'm like, oh no, I should be on Instagram. But like four seconds ago, it was just super clear that what I needed to do was speak, you know, and it's, it's, uh, there's so much noise. It's like, it's not like, it's so easy to do that, even for the most intuitive human being. I mean, it's so easy to get out of alignment there. So that is a great reminder and super compassionate because we're all struggling with that. We really yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. So easy to forget, which is why we write everything down around here. It's not worth keeping in our much, keeping much in our heads these days. All right. Well, Christina, tell everyone the best way to find you. So we'll, we'll put the link to this quiz in the show notes, but how else can they interact with you? Yeah, it's pretty much the same. So if you go to innatemarketinggenius.com, so innatemarketinggenius.com, there's a big pink button for you to take that assessment. And uh, yeah. And also I just published this book called the generosity practice book, which is on Amazon. And that is all about really fostering this, the, the step one, like that's really the step one where and you, you can feel generous. Exactly. It's the subtitle is 40 days to unstoppable. It's a workbook. It's super interactive and fun. Um, the designer did an amazing job. Like you'll just love walking through it. Whoever wants to go grab it. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, so I'm gonna ask you a few more questions about it. Cause I can't hang up just saying yeah. that that exists. So is it like a journal? Is it like a, it's like a, a journaling practice, but you're helping with the prompts. Is that kind of what it's Absolutely. Like? And I will say it has been a labor of love for two years because I was really curious, like, can I actually teach this in a book format? I really didn't know if I could because oh, there's interesting, right there. It's all about intuitive magic. How can I generate that in another human, right? So this is my own challenge. 
like, can I actually take a piece of paper <laughs> and ask somebody to enter into these realms of awesome? You know, how yes. the heck do you do that? So um, what I figured out was gently. <laughs> so the whole thing is like a very gentle opening, hence 40 days, not 30 days. Awesome. And, and it gets you in the habit, which is really what this is, right? So like you're getting in this habit of showing up to this concept for day after day. Yeah, best thing ever. It. I've had um, moms of newborns tell me this kept their head on straight. They just had to, you know, they actually had a nanny at the time, but like 10 minutes at the cafe writing in a journal, cause they just didn't have the attention span to close their eyes and go deep, but they could get it done in a journal. So that, that just, you know, so what, actually I have, I have one thing to say about generosity before we hang up for everyone Please. listening, which is that it's interesting because I think as I, this is probably just true of women in general as caregivers, but I think this gets kicked up a notch in motherhood because I think that we get confused a little bit about generosity because we give out of alignment so often as women. And yeah. so I'm such a big proponent of really coming back into center around generosity because it helps us just create better boundaries all around. And I just like the, the most stereotypical um, example I always think of is the mother who always volunteers at school and thus doesn't have time to do her business or really be there for her kids. And that's not generosity because that is not your truest essence. Well, it's and also so martyrdom. Yes. And martyrdom is, is not generosity. And I think we've com no. confused, confuzzled those a little bit in motherhood. So I just want to point that out for anyone who's feeling like they don't have anything more to give, which I know is a very common um, feeling among mothers who are like tired. <laughs> um, this like ge true generosity is different and really does tap us into abundance and is not martyrdom. So yeah. And believe me, I started this. I'll say this one more time. I started this practice like I really committed my life to it in a time of sleepless nights and pain and anxiety and like going downhill with my health. I do not say this lightly that like yes. dedicating yourself to a joyful generosity is a game changer on so many levels. Yeah. All right. That's such a good thing to um, end on and such a good um, challenge for right now because we are in a very interesting time in humanity where I think we could all use a little bit more generosity. So thank you so much for creating this, Christina. You're most welcome. Thank you for having me. At the end of every episode, we always choose three doable changes. So you can take what you've heard and put it into action. Because here's the thing, action is where real change happens. And here's the other part about action. I think sometimes we associate action with having to be really big in order to make a big impact. But I have found over and over and over again that action can be small. Action itself starts somewhat of a snowball effect and leads to more action, which leads to more action. So it's about taking small steps versus thinking it needs to be big and just getting stuck. Have you ever just felt stuck like you can't take the next step? Often that's because we're making it too big. So whenever we talk to a guest, I always like to choose three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into, into action, into play in your own life. And here's the thing. I choose three so that you can choose the one that most resonates with you. That does not mean that you take all three and run with them. I would love for you to choose the one, 
the one that you're going to really lean into, the one you're going to commit to, the one you're going to figure out how it works into your life, into your days, into your rhythm, and make it work, give it a try. And then at the end of a week, you'll know whether you have something you want to keep going with, or whether you're ready to move on to the next one with or without the one that you were just working on. All right. And the thing about doing it this week is that by the end of a year, we've stacked a whole bunch of amazing changes and action into our lives. And we've really tried them out. And so anything that we don't take with us, we can honestly say it's not for us in this moment. So here are three from this episode. Number one, get generous. Think about a time when you loved giving something to someone and they loved receiving it. Think about the energy that flowed out of that experience. What would you feel great giving right now? Really just spend a week taking time, maybe even just five minutes every morning to get into that energy even if it just means closing your eyes and feeling it in your body. All right, number two, get out of your own way. Start noticing how you feel when you send an email or do any other kind of marketing. Are you feeling resigned, like somebody is going to see your message or respond maybe badly? How can you change that attitude? Remember, major change takes time, but you can assess and switch up your mindset before you hit send. Super powerful. I highly recommend. This is one I've been working on ever since I had this chat with Christina. All right, number three, figure out your marketing archetype. Christina identifies five marketing archetypes, nurturers, adventure adventure guides, door openers, steady presences, and celebrators. Listen to her descriptions in the podcast or take the quiz on her website to find out for sure. What's your type? Figure it out. How can you work with your type instead of with what marketing gurus might tell you you should be doing? And so when you know your type, you can really lean into the things because there's lots of different ways we can market that really support who you are. All right. So all those links are in the show notes to figure out how to find your type, um, or you can listen and figure it out for yourself and choose one of these doable changes, go with it. And I can't wait to hear how it goes and see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast.